This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. Uh, we are doing the Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. We are in chapter 10 and we had completed till verse 28. Now till verse 26 and 27, all the powers were discussed. The major ones and the minor ones also. Now all these powers are called Siddhis. Now whenever a person has to achieve a Siddhi, that means get these powers, he is supposed to do a certain kind of activities. Now how does a person achieve it? So there is a qualification and there is also an achievement. The achievement is the achievement of these Siddhis. So you get the Siddhis. But from the last verse, we have taken a turn. And in that, Sri Krishna is telling Uddhava that these Siddhis are not that great. You are not supposed to pursue them. But follow the path of devotion. So devotion is the most important path. So now today we are going to progress further from here and he is going to tell us exactly how this works. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita chapter 10 verse 29 onwards. The yogic body of the sage whose mind is pacified by union with me is not destroyed by fire and the like as aquatic animals by water. So here Sri Krishna is saying that there is death. Right? For every human being, fish, animal, bird and everything, there is a death. Now, what happens when someone dies? What happens when the fishes die? Do they die on the land or they die in the water? So they die in the water. I am not saying the one which you bring home for eating. <laughs> that poor fellow may be dying in your kitchen. Okay, for all you know or he might be dead in the fishermonger. You know, <laughs> fishmonger. <laughs> no. Here we are talking about the fishes which live in the ocean. What happens to them? They get eaten. They, get, they die over there in the ocean itself. Likewise, the birds... When they are flying, they are flying. But they normally come and perch or they sit on the earth, isn't it? So they also die. They die on this planet earth itself. Same way you will find that all the other creatures, all the other beings, sentient beings, they all have death. Now, death means the body gets destroyed. Okay? 
what are the bodies that get destroyed? It is the food body that gets destroyed. Food body means the fish's food body gets destroyed. The bird's food body, that is the one which you can see, touch and feel, that gets destroyed. Now we come to human beings. Human beings also have three bodies. Now the food body, the one which you can touch, feel and see, all these, the one which you are having right now, which we can actually use our senses to understand. Now that particular body, it dies. When it is dead, you bury, you burn, something or the other is done. But does it kill that person? No. <laughs> For normal human beings, those who are not on the path of spiritual or those whom we call as a mundane person, their bodies, the inner ones, they keep on going from one shell to another, to another, to another. They keep on searching for other bodies, food bodies. So they are born somewhere through some other means. Not necessarily as a human, they can be born anything. It can be a worm, it can be an animal, it could be a bird, it could be a fish or whatever. So every person who dies has to now take up another body. Here what happens is they are carrying their database of what is called as the karma with them. Alright? They have a lot of tendencies, vrittis as we call them. They carry these with them as their luggage. The luggage goes to the other destination. So you get another body. It is like a computer with its database or an old phone. Now what happens when you give away the old phone or you junk the old phone? What happens to it? All the data, don't you transfer it into a new one? Same way, the computer's data which you have been using and you buy a new one, a fancier one, you are going to transfer all the data over there. Likewise, when you change houses, what do you do? You take the bedding, bed, everything, you know, whatever that is there in your past, in your old house and bring it to the new one. That is what happens. So like that, you are carrying the whole thing with you. For a devotee, now this is the greatest rider over here. The greatest devotee of Krishna, the Supreme Divine Consciousness, he doesn't have to carry anything. No memories. Doesn't have to carry any memories. No karma. Absolutely no karma. Even his vrittis can get destroyed. That means even his tendencies can get destroyed. 
So he is not at all carrying the baggage with him. So what happens to him? He just has to imagine he is going from one place to another. A human being goes from one place to another. He has to carry everything with him, isn't it? Bag, baggage, clothes, this, that, everything. The devotee doesn't have to do that. The devotee goes free. He gets everything new. Okay. Now, there is also a big question. If he is getting everything new, will that new place have its own problems? Of course. The new one also has problems. Now, I am shifting from one house to the other. The other house may not have the proper plumbing that I want, the proper cooling that I want. Nothing is going to be there. So, you got to adjust out. Or you got to get it done, re rectified, repaired, cleaned, done something or the other. So, when a devotee takes a new body, this is what he got to do. Even if it is the deity himself, even if it is God himself, if he has to take a new body, the body is collected from Prakriti, Mother Nature. So if the body is collected from the godowns of Mother Nature, naturally those bodies will have its own idiosyncrasies, isn't it? So they have. But to adjust to the new one, the person has to then get used to it, clean out the mess and then take up the body. Got it? Alright. Explanation once again a little bit more. <laughs> you know, in the olden times, the mother would give her old saris to her daughter. Okay. Now these were heirloom saris. Heirloom you understand. Now those heirloom saris carry a lot of data. Isn't it? Oh, this was worn in this one's wedding, that was worn in that one's wedding. How much data does it carry? Lot of data. Maybe in olden times they never had, you know, like pictures that you click on your phone. But they had those black and white. After that, the color pictures came with the Kodak reels, you know. You have to give the role for processing and printing. All these things were there. And then the... Quick systems came into the picture. So you give the role and immediately you will get the pictures. Yes, whatever size you wanted. Now, who prints pictures? Nobody. <laughs> Very few people. What they do? They store it in their drive. Alright. So, when you get this sari, what do you do? You see it. If the girl will see the sari and she will say, Oh my God, there is a tear over here. If you have kept it for 50 years, naturally there is going to be a tear here and there. So they will go to their designer friend and they will say, you know, hey, you see, this is my heirloom sari. 
it contains real silver and gold in it. The jari, jari, you know, jari is there. The jari contains real silver and gold. Can you do something with it? And the designer friend will look at it and okay, I will now make a new one and give you. So what he does is he cuts all the jari away and he makes a new sari from a new background and gives it. So it is still carrying the database. Do you see? Here we are not talking like that. A devotee is a person who doesn't even care for new or old. He doesn't carry memories. No old sari. Got it? This person will wear the cheapest one available, would want to. If there is a hundred rupees one available, no problem. So, I hope you understand that devotee is a completely different person than a normal human being. Devotion 100% to Krishna. They don't care what they wear. They don't care how they live. They don't care what they eat or drink. They have absolutely no botheration whatsoever. Average human being has all the botheration in the world. He is bothered about where he sleeps, how he eats, how he drinks, how he does this and how he does that. So he is given a body, a normal average human being which is called a mundane creature. He is given a body which has got too many problems already in the beginning. And when he progresses further, he will have another thousand more problems. So did you get it? A devotee who gets a new body doesn't have this. He may have getting a body which is having a small issue. He will clear it out. Now this is an, an explanation for understanding how these bodies change. Now, what happens to this yogi who is on the path of devotion? First and foremost, the mind which is the worst creature on earth for everybody. You know, mind is like a devil in sitting in front, in inside of you. It's going to like that. It keeps on doing all that. All the time, your mind keeps on talking, 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 talking. The devotee's mind is at the feet of the Lord. It is completely cleaned out. There is no kachara. There is no dirt inside. And because there is no dirt inside, the mind is clean. It is pacified by union with me. That means the mind is actually at the feet of the Lord. It is literally clinging to it. We will study that, how it is. Clinging to the feet of the Lord. So it has surrendered to God. When it has surrendered to God, how can that person, the individual spirit soul, as we call as Jeev Atma, do you think that Jeev Atma is going to be inundated with all the problems that I said just now? No way. So he will get into a new one without any hassles, no hassles at so, so much. So what happens is he's not destroyed like the fire. Or death. The body will die. But what is inside? See, for a normal person, 
the subtle bodies which is the mind and intellect and all those the, with all the junk in it with all the tamas and the kachara whatever karmas that are there he is going to carry it with for a normal person for a devotee there is no junk in the mind got it there is no junk in the mind the intellect is pure intellect it is literally like the brand new supercomputer brand new and it's a supercomputer it's not an average computer like so for for this person it's a brand new super duper machine human being kind so what happens to him without any errors in the mind because the mind is at the feet of the lord the intellect is pure so where is the question of death the body the outer body the fish body you remember a fish i started with fish the fish body gets dissolved likewise the physical body gets dissolved it, it you burn it or you bury it or whatever for the devotee the purity is what carries on further verse 30 says one who meditates on my manifestation with their shrivatsa weapons ornaments banner umbrella chauri never suffers a defeat now what is the kind of a meditation that you got to do who is this person that you got to surrender your devotion to so when you are devoted to whom so krishna is talking about this is the one what does he have what are the marks on his body krishna is with a body please remember this even in the second divine unmanifest he has a body he is a person there who is this and how does he look like he has got shrivatsa that is there is a tuft of white hair a little white hair on his chest that's called the shrivatsa weapons he has got weapons you know in his hand he has the sudarshan chakra ha huh? gada he has that weapons ornaments he wears different kinds of ornaments you have seen in his neck is hanging a very beautiful gem okay that gem is there and that gem is always available banner he has got a banner like you have a you know when you it's like your calling sign so he also has a calling sign if you see outside any krishna's temple you will find that banner is there with that yes umbrella you know the umbrella umbrella means what he says a chhatri chauri fan it with never suffer a defeat so you have to visualize this kind of an entity krishna who is like this okay whom are we talking about we are talking about a devotee who is going to visualize krishna like this next verse 31 verse verse chapter 10 of the uddhav gita to the sage who worships me in the foregoing ways through yogic concentration the above mentioned power comes in full measure now this is the catch which i told you about today <laughs> now the devotee is not doing any of those activities which we mentioned he is not concentrating on oh i got to get all the powers over there so he is not concentrating on any power per se but a devotee who is completely devoted to krishna 
he has the privilege of getting powers coming from Krishna directly. So it is, you know, there are two kinds of machines huh? in, in this world. You know, even your phone, the phone has got one software which you download from the app store huh? <laughs> or from the website and the second one which is already inside. Preloaded they call it, isn't it? So imagine all the powers for a devotee are preloaded. They already are inside him. So for a devotee, he doesn't have to bother about trying to gain any power. Because all the powers come, uh, you know, combined, wrapped up hmm, inside this person. They are already embedded in him. Should I say hard-coded? Yeah, hard-coded inside his chip. It's already there. So devotees, they get everything from Krishna directly. They don't have to strive, struggle, go through all the pains and problems, tribulations, the amount of hours that they spend on doing whatever that they wish to. They don't have to do any of those things. They have those powers. Yeah. One thing you got to know, the powers are not going to say to him, Hey, look at me. I am your power. Use me. So there is no genie that is going to come out pop, like that and he's going to say, Okay, now you use me. You can become small. You can become big. Nothing like that. You think the powers are visible? <laughs> no way. They are invisible. They can't be seen by anybody. Including the devotee. He also actually has no idea that they are there. And this is the understanding which you need to have. If you are a devotee, you won't even know that these powers exist. Because these powers can get misused. I told you about it. The powers are misused. And that is the reason why they are not evident. They are not evident to anybody. You can try. But they are not going to rear up their head and say, yeah, look at me. I am here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me like that. No. So, to the sage who worships me in foregoing ways, the ways which he described, the devotional path, through yogic concentration, when you are completely submerged in me, like that, in devotion, the above-mentioned powers, whatever this whole chapter that we have been doing, all those powers, 18 powers, they will come and rest in this devotee on their own. The above-mentioned powers come in their full measure, full 100% capacity. Next verse, verse 32. No power is beyond the reach of the sage who has controlled his mind, senses, nerve currents and disposition and concentrates on me. So this particular devotee, whose mind is at the feet of the Lord, his mind is not thinking of anything junk. 
He's not thinking, what am I going to eat? This person did this to me. That person did that to me. I don't have any money. There is coronavirus. There is this problem. He doesn't think of all that. Why? Because his mind is completely sublimated at the feet of the Lord. So simple. He's not bothered where he's going to get his food from the next day. No. He's not going to worry whether, you know, oh, tomorrow there may be some crisis in this world. He doesn't care. Why? Because the one who cared was his mind. You know, every mind, <laughs> it's like a, literally like a very big uh, exploding device. It has got too many things going on. But a devotee's mind is at the feet of the Lord. It has nothing to do. It is sublimed. It is completely gone and submitted itself. It has become a slave to the Lord. So such a person who is beyond the reach, okay, he's controlled his mind. If his mind is controlled, what about his senses? His senses are also under control because there is no connection now, isn't it? Senses are there in the body, but they are not doing anything. They are just looking around like this. It's like a zombie, but a good one. Okay, not a bad fellow. <laughs> so it, imagine like that kind of a person. Nerve currents. See here, when the question of nerve currents come into the picture, when Krishna was discussing the nerve current to, with his dearest devotee, Uddhava, why was this mentioned, nerve currents? Well, nerve currents are the main thing in our body. There are billions, billions rather, billions of these small, small nerve cells in our body. They are the main ones. The biggest nervous center in our body is, I explained, you know, is in the brain. And then there are divisions across the body. They control everything. They are the power seat, the seat of all the powers. You think the Chinese didn't know that? <laughs> the Chinese knew about it. So you know they do the acupuncture, acupressure and all that. They have the meridians. They can put the small needles in different, different parts of the body. They will do something with your finger, with your, all the parts of the body. They stick the small, small needles. And what do they do? They control other parts of the body. So they know about it. They have got a full chart. Got it? You know, there are ancient civilizations which actually did the study of these kind of things. Not just here. In India, we have a very, very robust kind of an ancient civilization. We had fantastic one. And uh, yeah, we had mathematics, we had astronomy, we had nerve controls, these, that, so many things we had. But other parts of the world also had. Now that we are finding different, different places in the world, 
civilizations which are more than 3000 4000 5000 10000 years old civilizations they are finding all these remnants of theirs they after the digging and all goes on they were also having that knowledge so nervous currents are extremely important for one to study disposition and concentrates on me what is the disposition you know the the way in which you are the different kinds of disposition a person has you can be a servant you can be playing the role of a brother or any kind of that is all right you can consider god in whichever way you feel like so when he does when this sage does the concentration dhyana on god on krishna he can get all those verse 33 says for one who practices the best kind of yoga and seeks union with me these powers have been called obstacles and things that cause waste of time these powers which come bundled with your software if you are a devotee don't indulge in it please do not even bother to go and get those powers especially the magical ones don't try because they will make you drop right from top to bottom now you will say i don't even know but still you know why should i well here i am going to issue a cautionary note to you let us say you are a devotee now this is important listen to me carefully if you are a devotee the devotee already has these powers in him correct they are not to be used that also is understood because in this verse krishna is saying don't use them don't even consider them for even a moment let us say the devotee doesn't even think about it but the devotee gets tweaked by some action that happens in his world immediately some words come from his mouth you see a person can say whatever they want and the devotee says the same trouble that this person is giving me should come to him a thousand times wow you know what is going to happen that individual will get the trouble back but you will get it a thousand times this is never understood in the normal parlance please understand this if i am going to burn somebody i am going to get burnt myself when i point one finger at one person three fingers are pointing towards me so anything that a devotee does let us say by chance 
never curse anybody never say any bad words never say anything wrong to any person because it is going to destroy your devotion to the lord these powers will eat you up it is like having a ferocious dog with you and somebody some robber has come so you let the dog loose on that person well after that person runs away the dog is going to turn on you the same power is going to turn on you and instead of biting that robber the dog is going to bite you do you know why the reason is you have used it people those who have got these fantastic powers they try to use it in war had to suffer terrible misfortune in their own lives there are fantastic stories in our purans where it is mentioned that the brahmastra which was given or all kinds of celestial weapons that were given they should not be used you see when you kill a thousand people you know what the problem happens to you you carry the karma of those thousand people why use the brahmastra then you have your fighting prowess use that so a devotee should strive very hard in his life really really very hard put in so much of efforts even if it is a matter of getting food the person has to put efforts even if you know that you are the chosen one for the lord please do not use the powers if you use the powers they are going to come and bite you because remember the power is literally like you know a bullet which has gone off when you fire a bullet can you bring the bullet back if you have fired a bow you know an arrow from a bow you think you can get the bow back uh, arrow back no so this way and but it has to find the mark and that mark can be very very bad likewise when you use a siddhi siddhi means a power that power is uncontrollable and this uncontrollable power can actually destroy you so you should never use them never say any bad word never say utter anything wrong to any person you know why the answer is if you have surrendered your mind to god to krishna let him handle it for you he is capable of handling anything in this world why do you bother 
Leave it to him. He is there to take care. You know, he is very, very smart. I don't know whether you actually know about this. He won't even tell you. He does things unknowingly, with, without any knowledge. Nobody will understand how he does. Sometimes he puts illusions in front of people. Illusions you understand. Oh, something bad is going to happen. Don't worry, that's an illusion. Nothing bad is going to happen to the devotee of the Lord. But you got to surrender. Don't fight. Don't use those powers. I hope you got this. This was a cautionary note. Never use the powers. On any person, anything, never, never, never. Don't even utter bad words from your mouth. Don't say, I curse you. These words also are never to be uttered because that will come to bite you. The devotee should never say anything wrong. That is the reason why you will find all the great sages. They never said any bad words. From Ramana Maharshi, to Ramakrishna Paramahansa, to Mirabai. See, all these people, they had to go through their own hell, isn't it? Mirabai had to drink poison which was sent to her by her own husband. It was a deadly poison. But did she complain? Did she say, this poison should bite you, should, you should get destroyed because of this poison? She never uttered a single word like that. Radha never uttered a single word bad against her mother-in-law or her sister-in-law, Jatila or Kutila. She never uttered. The greatest of the devotees do not utter any bad words against any person. If they do, it is going to hurt them only. So always remember this. These are superpowers which are there in every devotee. Now the main line. Use it for the good of mankind. Use these powers for the good of mankind. Be kind, compassionate, loving, caring, understanding. All these words I keep on saying thousands of times in my satsangs. And every time when I met, meet you all, please be compassionate. Please be kind. Even if the other person has done something bad to you, never utter one bad word against that person. Even by mistake. Because remember, an arrow which is fired from your bow can never return back. If you say that stupid idiot, even these words can come to bite you. You will become stupid and you will become an idiot. Do you want to become a stupid and an idiot in your next life? I don't think so. So why would you want to say even those words? So don't even utter any bad words. On the contrary, if the person has done something bad to you, do the best to that person. You see, if somebody has really done something really nasty, be kind with that person. That is the reason why Jesus Christ said these words. You see, if somebody slaps you once, turn your other cheek. It's a very difficult thing to do. Only the greatest devotee understands this sentence. An average human being will never understand. 
they are anyway going to come back i told you no at the beginning of the satsang only i told you these people keep on coming back again and again and again and again with all their karmas and all their vrittis and they will go to further ruins but a devotee should never do any of those things he should always be kind even to the person who is your enemy krishna has shown this he was never bad to anyone on the contrary he was very compassionate kind loving caring please understand this is a very very serious lesson so never use this powers even though they have come embedded inside of you consider them as the biggest obstacle if you use them and they are waste of time for you don't waste your time thinking about other people think about your own devotion to god verse 34 chapter 10 from the uddhav gita through that yoga one obtains all these powers which come to men through birth or drugs or austerities or mantras but one cannot retain that yoga by any other means for a normal person they get the power by all these other means they can get it by yoga we have discussed this it's just a reiteration of the whole thing they get it by yoga they get it by whatever other magical potions that they get so too many things they can say the mantra oh and they'll they'll do like this and the pers- the power is there in that mantra these powers are useless these are not to be retained by anybody never to be used never to be retained and not to be considered also verse 35 from chapter 10 i am the lord of the powers for i am their cause and maintainer i am also the lord of the yoga of knowledge of religion and of the teachers of brahma so krishna is saying this i am the lord of those powers all those powers that are there they report to me only every power that is there on this entire creation is because of me they all submit to me i am the cause and the maintainer i am the one who is the cause of these powers these powers are needed in the world so i create them and the maintenance of this world i use them for the maintenance of this world i just now explained to you that if you are a devotee of god you have all the powers use it only for good purposes never use it for anything bad because it will come a hundred times to eat you up these powers are for the good of mankind the same example of the dog i will give you i told you if you let the dog loose on that robber what happens he may run after that but he is going to turn against you now just the sign on the door there's a ferocious dog here nobody will come to your place got it you see in the earlier place where i was staying 
in a locality in Bangalore. There were many houses that got burgled. The house in front of us, the house next to us, every the burglars came and they burgled those houses. The only reason why they never came was because we had dogs. And our dogs were not ferocious. They were kind. But just the word that there is a dog over here, <laughs> nobody will come. All these burglars. Got it? So just that. The idea is, the powers are there not for using. Not for using. You can use them only for the good stuff, okay? But, if the powers are there, it will deter others. Only deterrent. Like if you have a nuclear weapon, it should be always used as a deterrent, not for offensive purposes. India has a lot of weapons. They are only for deterrence. It is now because of certain reason that they said that it is the first use basis also. The whole thing changes. But it is a deterrent. Like you have a nuclear deterrent. These powers are deterrent. A devotee has these powers. So people don't come to harm him. They will not come. So he says, I am the cause and the maintainer. I am the lord of yoga. I am the super boss of yoga. All kinds of yogas that you deal. <laughs> we just now discussed Every kind of relationship that you have with God, that is because of me only. Of knowledge, of religion. All kind of knowledge is come from me only. Krishna says that. Religion. Every religion emanates from me. You will ask the question, why are there certain religions which are, you know, not conduce you. Well, don't say those words. Every religion comes from God. Every religion comes from God. He has his own reasons for creating them. We are nobody to judge or say anything. No. Why should we bother so much? And the teachers of Brahma. The knowers of Brahma are coming from me only. The devotees are coming from my domain. They are called the gopis in my domain, by the way. So they all come from there only. But like I said, they have to come to the prakriti, select the bodies. There are bodies available. And each body has its own issue. Always remember this. Yeah. So we come to verse 36 at the end of the chapter 10. I am the self in all creatures, being their indwelling spirit. I am also outside them, not being enveloped by anything. As the elements are both inside and outside the bodies of all creatures, so also am I. So, the answer is this. When you are doing the knowing of the truth. You have to find the truth, isn't it? You want to become the knower of truth. What do you actually do? You follow the path and you search for the truth. 
you actually search for the truth. What is the truth? I am the self. If you know this answer, then you are called self-realized. Knowing the self, not that myself, yourself, thyself, no, 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 no. That is petty self, the real self. We did this in such a way. When you do neti, neti, and then you do iti, iti, like that. When a person goes on the self-inquiry, he comes to the understanding and becomes self-realized. So he knows the self. This is the highest esoteric knowledge of the self. So Krishna is saying, I am the self in all creatures. This self is me. What you think as the self within is me only. Nobody else. I am their indwelling spirit. Every person makes this mistake of thinking that I am the soul. I have a soul. I, he has a soul, she has a soul. There is no soul. I am the indwelling spirit. The spirit which is inside of every creature, every sentient being, everything, the one which runs that system, this body is run by the indwelling spirit. Soul is not the one. Never make this mistake. We just say soul, soul, soul. For what reason? Because people have no knowledge of what a soul is, what a spirit is. Absolutely zero knowledge. What we have is known by another word also. It's called spirit soul. Jeev Atma. Consider it like that. There is no Atma, separate, separate Atma. I got one Atma, you got one Atma. No like that. It is the spirit within every person. And he is explaining over here. Let me tell you. I am the indwelling spirit. Indwelling spirit. So there is a spirit inside of you. So even if it is an ant, there is an indwelling spirit in the ant. If there is a bird, there is an indwelling spirit in the bird. Got it? So, I am the indwelling spirit. I am also outside them. Not enveloped by anything. So if I see this air over here, <laughs> here, or here, or on top, the spirit is here as well. Indwelling spirit and outward also. Which spirit is there outside? Too many spirits are there outside. <laughs> Don't even ask. Right? We can't see them with our these eyes. The physical eyes have no idea of knowing these spirits. So these are spirits. Have you heard of the spirit of the wind? The wind spirit? I'm sure you have heard of that. Okay. There is a fire spirit. When the fire burns like that, we say, you know, there is a spirit in the fire. You think that is some funny? No. <laughs> when you go into the sea, they say the spirit of the sea. 
I mean, those who have seen the Pirates of the Caribbean and all that will know all that I am talking about. The spirit of the sea, the spirit of this nature, the spirit in the tree, the spirit in the mountains. How many times have we heard people say these words? So now you understood? There are spirits. There are free spirits also. There are confined spirits like you. The spirit inside of you is confined. Yeah, you are like in a jail also. But you know, you can free yourself. Not that you can't free yourself, you can free yourself. So there is a spirit inside of you. So he is saying very clearly, there is an indwelling spirit in every creature. And there is a spirit outside as well. Spirits, S. You can put S. They are not enveloped at anything. Means what? They do not have a body per se. You have a body, so you are enveloped in the body. You are inside the body. There are spirits roaming all over the place. They don't have a body. A container. Got it? My satsangs earlier would be visited by a lot of this kind of spirits. Mm. So you will suddenly find people are smelling different, different kinds of flowers, these, that, agarbatti, chandan, you name it, all kinds of stuff. So if you see some of my old videos, people will would be talking. Just now I got a smell like this. Oh, there is spirits over there. <laughs> okay, so anyway, coming back to this, as the as both the elements are inside and outside, just like the elements. What are the elements? Don't say hydrogen, you know, hydrogen, carbon, this, that. No, 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 no. We are not talking about those elements. We are talking about the five elements that are there. Five elements are what? You know that. Okay. Air, water, fire, you know, huh? ether and the earth. Five elements. These elements are inside of us as well as outside of us. Are they there or no? Is the earth inside of you? Of course, you are made of this earth only. This is ash. Body will become ash, no? Is it there outside? Of course, it is there outside as well. Air, is it outside? Yeah. Are you breathing it? Yes. Is there fire outside? Yes. Fire is there in the wood also. Fire is inside of you. Fire is in the way in which you can eat food. You can digest it. You can breathe. And your liver functions, this, that, everything is happening because of the fire within you. It's the energy part. Then, water. Is it there outside? Yes. In the lakes, seas, oceans, all those, it is there. Is it there in the air also? Of course it is there. Water vapor is there in the air. Is it inside of you? Yeah. <laughs> you sweat. <laughs> you drink water. Water is inside of you. So, I have explained all this. Now the last one, ether. Is it there outside? Yes. The air is enveloping it. Then the atmosphere is there. Beyond the space is enveloping this ether. It is the main space. Is space inside of you? Yes, of course. Is it outside of you? Yes, of course. 
So space is everywhere. So all the five elements are inside of us as well as outside of us. So Krishna is explaining this inside and outside. I am there. All these five elements, you think there is somebody else? I am there in that. Hmm. And the bodies of all creatures and also am I. So just like this, air, water, fire and all are there outside and inside. I am also there. Can I see you? Hmm, that's a big question. So we come to the last answer. Only with love and devotion. Don't try stunts with all these powers that I explained in this whole chapter. Don't even consider those powers at all. Remember, if anybody has those powers and uses them against anybody, the powers do not do as much damage to others as it does to you. So never use the power against anybody. But please, if you have the powers, which you have actually, use them for the good of mankind. Always be kind, compassionate, loving, caring, understanding, all these things. And when you are like that, you will become the highest devotee of Krishna. But if you use even a single power, you will come down from the ladder of devotion and become an ordinary person. Why would you want to do that? When you have Krishna as your friend, he can be your friend also. He can be your master. He can be your husband, wife, whatever that you wish to. He can be your boyfriend also for all you know. He can be father, mother, anything. Why would you want to use the power? He is the boss. He will take care of it. Everything is under his domain. He knows everything. Please know that. So don't ever use it. Hmm? So here we have come to the end of chapter and the verses. So we have done till chapter 10 of the Uddhav Gita. Next time we will start chapter 11. So you have a very great day. Take care. Bye.